Welcome to Bean Stuff. Today we are doing our fifth episode on cupping. Number five. It's also our 25th episode. Whoa. Um, but today we're doing it on acidity. And Dad, you've got... You've been working on this one. I have. I've been to many classes on acidity. I remember going to a coffee chemistry um, seminar for a week on this. Wow. And I've done other courses. And it's actually a huge topic when it comes to coffee because it's so important to tasting good coffee. And as you and I were going through this, I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions as well as far as like whether it's a good thing, whether it's a bad thing. But it seems kind of a little bit mysterious or mistaken in the coffee world. There's some miscommunication. Like lots of things in life, um, acidity has been, uh, I guess, for coffee, it's been given a bad rap, basically. It's, it's, I don't want acidic coffee. Do oh. I? What's that? Oh, I'm just saying it sounds like, you know, the way it sounds in the in oh in the world at the moment <laughs> is is that, you know, You're someone right. wouldn't want that. Yeah, yeah, as soon as you say the word acid, you've got flashes of things. This is going to be sour in my mouth. It's going to be hard on my stomach. Battery acid, heartburn. Oh, yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. And my doctor says this, let's buy some low acidity coffee. And you've gone down a path that's not quite factual in that sense. Right. It's not necessarily what we mean when we talk about acidity within... Within coffee. That's right. I mean, basically, it's acid versus acidity. And that's why versus, because they have very different things, an acid and an, when you, we talk about the word acidity. Right. I actually looked up, I looked up the Webster's Dictionary. Mm. I'm always looking up the Webster's Dictionary. That's all it. you ever read, if you Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always good to have a read of the dictionary. Um, but it's, it defines the word as having a very sour or sharp taste. Mm. There you go. That's, fa- that's factual. Factual. I then go to the Specialty Coffee Association, and yeah. their definition says contributing to a coffee's liveliness, sweetness, and fresh fruit character. That's a whole different Alre- realm. Already better. Yeah. Those yeah. those sound like things that I actually want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. And I, I think in our notes as we've been going through, you said that coffee contains, was it 850? Very good. Plus. Plus. And it's probably growing as we talk. It's it's multiplying. No, it's eight hundred fifty plus unique tastes and aromas. It's mm. it's 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 a very complex. That little bean has a lot of things going on it, uh, on inside right. it, and it's uh it's it's packed with stuff. Um, and acids um are a huge part of what's going on inside the bean, and yeah. particularly organic acids. And they're an important part of the makeup of. The way we taste coffee, what mm-hmm. it tastes like, it's it's an important piece of that one, you know, 850. That's right. Piece. It's When I said organic acids, and it is, it's organic. It's part of the bean's makeup. Right. And on average, coffee has on the pH scale a pH of five. Or That's or right. Five. But, and I, I admittedly did not know this before we had even talked about this, but the lower the pH, the more acidic it is. And the higher you go, the more alkaline. It's right. And it's sort of backwards to our thinking. But... Um, you're right, five is right, which is getting very much close to the middle, which would be the same as saying close to the neutral inside, mm. close to purified water would be in that. So it's just very neutral when we talk about acidity. Yeah. In fact, when you say five, you're talking about the same, I believe, as the pH of carrots. Interesting. Which I don't think of carrots as, you know, in my head, I don't think of those as acidic, but I think, you know, it's, it's, it's again, a different definition of acidity. That's right. That's right. And there are some, and we're going to look at this, there are some more, you know, just the green beans themselves growing. 
have a little more uh, acid in them than than other ones do in other countries and you can go up suddenly to a, a six and it's, as you go up you know mm. it's, it's getting more acidic and now a six you're talking about potatoes yeah well and i think that one other thing to keep in mind is that acidity you if you have more acidity that doesn't mean that you're losing body Right. Like it's not one or the other with these things that we've been talking about. It's you can have a very acidic, very high body. I sometimes think in my head, body equals lower acidity because it's more of like a you know a heavy, thick. I think of like milk versus I don't know vinegar or something. Right. Vinegar is very viscous but also acidic. Yes, milk is not That's acidic right. and and less viscous. Which is sort of why on the the when you use different forms to to tabulate what this coffee tastes like. We've mm. done it last week we looked at body. Uh, that's a separate thing. And you give it a score out of in, in our notes and forms, you, you give it a score out of 10, 0 being no body, 10 being so much body, so mm. thick I can't move my tongue anymore. And then you move across and you forget about that and you think acidity. Mm. What's that one doing? And that's a whole different uh, category. Looking, you're going to give it another score between zero, no acidity, to ten, to really high quality yeah. acidity. Not 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 battery acid, but a high quality acidity is going to get a high score. Right. And I think that's an important piece to think. And we've we've said this before, but it's that whole stopping, slowing down, and thinking about it. You're not thinking about okay, what does everything taste like? You know, all at once. You're yeah. thinking, what does the body taste like? Mm-hmm. And then moving on to you know today, we're talking about acidity. What is how does that taste? And is it adding to the cup? Is it making it a better cup? Mm-hmm. Or if it's something that's not making it taste good, I'm going to score that low for the quality mm-hmm. of the acidity there. That's right. Which it's good for the end result when you get a score, overall score. This is where I find forms actually good, mm. that they help you be a, a little more, rather than being subject, you're being objective about it. And it gets a high body score, a low acidity score. Therefore, it gets sort of a, not a bad score. Mm-hmm. Um, if it gets bad body and bad acidity, it's going to have a low score. Right. Acidity is is um, it is very desirable. It's something that we want. That's right. That's right. And I mean, the most acidic coffee out there is probably I believe they've scientists have found it's four point seven, which is the same as a banana. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that, it's funny. You get lemon flavors, you get you know, citric flavors mm-hmm. from coffee, but the acidity is not the same as the citrus flavor you might be tasting. That's right. And, and you know, when you taste a banana, perhaps a greener banana, you do get this sort of suddenly taste going on. Like, Woo, this is a bit whatever. And it, maybe the acidity is, is moving up. Right. You know, and a ripe banana is probably going to be a little, little better than that. And because I always tell people... And they come and talk to me and say, low acidity coffees, are they, can you buy, can you sell me one? Mm. Can you tell me how I can make less acidity in my coffee? And there are ways of tweaking it slightly. Mm-hmm. But um, I often ask them, what else are you putting into that black cup of coffee? Yeah. And they go, what do you mean? Well, hey, did you put half and half in? Mm. I hadn't heard that before I came to, to the States, but half and half. And they'd say, yep. Did you read on the label of, of the half and a half label? It says, I wrote it down here. It says, may also contain pH adjusting agents and stabilizers. <laughs> I mean, what does that mean? That sounds healthy. It does. And then they say, oh, I, also, I, I put a little flavor in too. What do you mean you put flavor in? Coffee already has flavor. You don't need to add flavor to it. Oh, yeah. Well, you do. I want an ice cream. I want a hazelnut, blackberry note. And I put these bottles of, of flavor <laughs> into it. And I look on this label of those and it has a similar sort of uh, label saying this has pH, this has acid going on here. Mm. 
Then you can add, oh, and then I, by the way, I always add like three, three tablespoons of sugar as well. I'm going, hold me, is there room in this, this cup of coffee for coffee? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, all the things we add to it are going to change the flavor of that. Um, Would I be able to have a tissue, sir? Oh, yes. <laughs> I've been trying to tell him that, but you know, I, I'm just going to ask. <laughs> if you're watching the video, he was pointing at me. I wasn't 100% sure what he was pointing at. That's <laughs> um, much better. Thank you, sir. makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> what, well, to get back to the cupping side of it, when you're at the table, when you're cupping yes. at the table, what are some words that bring out like when you're tasting acidity yeah (laughs) what are some of those words actually what you you say there that is difficult because you've got words acid acidity perceived acidity Mm. on the tongue in the stomach and there's a lot of you can go sort of wrong here a lot of words with definitions yeah but, but when you when you're tasting, what are some of the things that yeah, you typically here's the, hear or say? The typical two words I hear the most would be "this is bright" mm. and "sparkle." Yeah, and that's sort of like you know you get a sparkly water, whatever, um, and it's yeah. got this the sparkle on there, or it's bright. It's not not I'm talking about the color bright. I'm talking about it's bright. It's got flavorful. It's, I think it's of it going kind of on like on a drum kit. Yes, you have the snare drum, yes. which is a crack. Mm-hmm. And it's very, you know, oftentimes a more a sharper tone, a harsher tone. Um, and then you have the bass drum or the kick drum, and it's a much more uh, low-end kind of hit. Um, so there's that difference in kind of that yeah. feel of like the sharp crack yeah, mate. versus the soft hit. W- will I be allowed to use that in my next cupping? <laughs> you can. <laughs> Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> my, um, my, my favorite one, by the way, I've mm. written down here, I've gotten capitals on our notes here. All capitals. And I like to say... When I taste acidity in a cup of coffee, of black coffee, I go, wow, mm. wow. <laughs> and that that signifies, if anyone knows me and cup with me before, so he's tasting acidity. Do you say cup. wow about other things that are good though as well? I, I get excited when I cup coffee and I, I may do, but I tend to hold that back for, for acidity. Reserve it for acidity. If it's got a good body, it's more woo. So it's more woo rather than a wow. And- Something that happens with coffee, and specifically cupping as well, um, this can be a, a factor, is if coffee sits for a while. That's right. If coffee sits for, you know, like I think of coffee, if you're at work having coffee, um, you can oftentimes, after, you know, maybe an hour or two, if you go back to that same pot, if it's still there. Poor guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> you taste it. It tastes way more bitter, mm-hmm. way more acidic, in air quotes. Which um, we're going to get on to this moment. I mean, there's mm. probably going to be a, a quinic acid, which is one of the acids in there. There's many of them. And coffee sits there. It carries on the reaction because it's hot. The right. hot plate's heating it up. That's right. causing a reaction like the it's old Bunsen extraction. burner. Yeah. The old Bunsen burner on the, yeah, yeah. The yep. old chemistry days. And that continues to to cause um, reactions. Right. And, you know, quinic acid and others that go on too long get this suddenly that like it is it's like whoa, not wow and a lot of woo, those like, as, acidic t- uh, you know things that we're t- we're tasting those are oftentimes going to be the ones that are that are that are less not desired not desirable yeah those are going to yeah. be the ones we don't want and those are the ones we tend to think of when we hear acidic i used to I remember when i used to get coffee from places i shouldn't have got coffee from but places I w- that shall not be mentioned <laughs> no i uh, what i did try and do i must have known something about it though because i would wait till i I saw them change the pot mm. and put a new lot of coffee in and it drips through. Then I'd go, oh, could I have a cup of coffee, please? Because How long would you wait at said place? 
oh, well, some places it took a... Well, actually, no, it didn't take that long. A lot of people would have the coffee, and so they would run out pretty quick. So it had a little glass pot underneath. Mm. And that would run... As soon as that ran out, they'd make a new lot of coffee. And fresh. I'm, fresh. Yeah. And I, it still was yucky stuff. I look at it now. But it was one way of not realizing I was actually enjoying the fresher stuff than the stale stuff that had been on the hot plate. And these chemical reactions had happened. And I think that that's an important thing to note, because if you are cupping, obviously over time, that flavor is going to change with extraction, with all those different components being a part of that. And there are chemical things going on with acidity specifically that are going to affect that as well. The good, um, good thing, though, with cupping yeah. is you not have, don't have a flame, you don't have a hot pe- right. plate, so it's not carrying on, giving it more energy and changing stuff. It's just cooling rather than heating up. Right, which is a little bit different, but we are still going to get some bitterness in the end. And mm-hmm. that's something, that, you know, if you're at home and you're just drinking a cup of coffee, it's something to keep in mind as well is, you know, if, you know, I mean, I hope you don't do this, but if you do, you make a cup of coffee, you don't get to it, you come back to it and you heat it up, reheat it, I know, reheat it. Mm-hmm. But if you do I'm, that, you're going to... about to faint here. <laughs> I know, <laughs> it's okay, it'll be done in a second. But if you do that, you know, there is going to be changes to the flavor. It's not just heating up the same flavor, mm-hmm. it's going to heat up and change. A funny, funny story, a quick one, was yeah. that this week I was a cupping of... No, no, it was one of our staff was saying, mm. someone in his family... Uh, how they make their cup of coffee. And I could, I quite hadn't heard it quite made this way, but he would make a typical black coffee in, in a in a in a like a pour, like a drip machine or something. Yeah, yeah, automatic one. Um, that he'd ground the coffee before mm. in the night and put it in, and thought that was wonderful. Um, but he he then would take a pour a cup of black coffee into his cup. Uh-huh. He would put half and half sugar in it. Uh-huh. Stir it slightly. Then he'd put it into the microwave. It's hot. So he puts it in the microwave and puts it in there for one minute. Wow. For Take, already hot coffee. Already worth. coffee. Takes that coffee and puts it in a thermos now, and that's his coffee for the day. For how long? Like the whole day? Yeah, the whole day. I'm, because, I'm sure the thermos kept it fairly warm, but it's, wow. it's it was boiling. That went into the. Really hot. Yeah. And anyway, that was just the injuries. And I thought, and my friend was trying to tell him actually, just let's just do it more easy and you're going to find this thing called flavor and it's called coffee yeah i mean he probably yeah he might be able to might be able to do two cups a day yeah that's right one when he needs it and the other anyway, one when he sorry, needs it again i'm, I'm diverse no but that's it that's interesting i mean all those things are going to obviously change the flavor you had an experiment we could try it's a good one if you're home for acidity wanting, yeah you won't be able to do this if you're driving in a car it's not a microwave with a cup no you're now. not going to don't do that don't do that <laughs> and if you're in a car just do it when you get home yeah don't do well yeah don't do this while you're driving that's right um, and I would suggest buying a bunch of apples. Uh-huh. I'm not working here for the, all the same apples. No, all different ones. So you're going to get. We should, a, we should get an apple sponsor. Oh, that's right. yeah. Well, perhaps we, oh, New Zealand's known for good apples. Ooh. mate, they could sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> they get five, five different ones. Making sure ones like a Granny Smith mm-hmm. and ones a Red Delicious, for instance, mm. and get whatever food, you, whatever ones you get in, beti- in between there. Yeah, and and taste them all. Just slice them up taste them and put them in a row of which one's more acidic and which one's less acidic grade them for yourself grade them for yourself it's yeah a simple thing to do and just by that you are perceiving acidity on your tongue and you're going to notice i mean it's not hard rocket science to say the granny smith is going to be the most intense right 
and I wouldn't be surprised if the Red Delicious was the least intense. They both have acids going on, but mm. one is that they're, they're, they're perceived differently on the tongue. And I think that that's an interesting point as well, because the perceived acidity can oftentimes be different than what we see as the pH level. Within. Right. Because I think of coffee and I think of a carrot. I think, well, I've had coffees mm. that are way more acidic than mm-hmm. a carrot. Mm-hmm. And they may have been actually a lot closer than I was thinking. That's so right. that perceived acidity is really something to start testing. I think the science is still out on the whole acidity in the in the stomach. Um, and I think, as I say, there's other things going on. They're not just coffee. Right. Often you're told not to drink it if you've got reflux and stuff. But mm. I think there may be some other things going on there that needs to be looked at. And I don't know if coffee's the thing you have to just completely dish or or get a low acidic coffee because i don't yeah. know you're gonna find it other than a very dark black coffee yeah no that's a good point um so perceived acidity it's good to know yep it's a good test that's something i might have to do after the podcast here good. i mean it's good again mm-hmm. um but roasting yeah there's can roasting cha- i know we talked about roasting mm-hmm. and the the was it the maillard reaction in the body that's right yeah um, they're all happening all these chemical reactions are happening so which is crazy to think about we can change roasting for body but we can also do it with acidity you can and it's happening at the same time that's right <laughs> so we're, you have to keep track of those two things at the same time because what we do for acidity is going to affect the way body is affected in the roast so how do we affect it well with, yeah with i was roasting? gonna say you're gonna blow your mind because i said right they're getting 850 <laughs> plus of these things attributes going on in a coffee taste right. a lot we're of tweaking them, all acids, them at the same tweak. time so you've got 850 different chemical reactions going on and so wow. it's not just body and acidity although a lot of it is that i think of it this way yes so think of like a mixing board you know, like when you think of a sound system, oh, you think of a I big like mixing yeah, board. Like You've got a song that plays for four minutes, let's say, where there's a band playing. Mm-hmm. Through that song, you've got 850 different volumes you can adjust. Ooh, I like this. The bass, all sorts of different things. While you go through that song, if you adjust the treble or you adjust the mid, it's going to affect the way the whole song mm-hmm. sounds. Mm-hmm. And so by the end of that song, your board's going to be set up in a way that, you know, oh, this is how it sounds. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're doing a sound check. Mm-hmm. By the end of that sound check, you're going to have the board set up the way you want. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like roasting. By the time you're done roasting, you've created this profile or this way mm, that you like roast that. it, time, temperature, um, that's going to make it, it's going to affect it. But again, when you move one thing, it affects everything. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, you change the group that are playing the music up there, a whole different group from right. a rock and roll to a classical or something. The whole board's going to need to change again. Different coffee, different types of roasters, different, different beans, different I mean, batch sizes yeah. or quantities that we're roasting. Huge, huge differences going on there. But so that in mind. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> another thing I'm going to have to steal from you. Uh. <laughs> um, chemically, uh, when we talk about acids, I mean, mm. I don't understand this totally, but... I'm glad I, I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's people out there who do, and I appreciate them. Yes. But uh, it means it's giving off hydrogen ions mm-hmm. in an aqueous solution, like water or something. And those ions, uh, they give off active neurons. So we've got hydrogen ions. ions that give off active neurons. Wow. On the tongue, and the tongue picks that up and sends a message up to the brain. Wow! And these things are doing in different dimensions, different—I mean, different at different levels as such of, of intensity as such—and the brain sort of sorts it all out to different flavors mm. going on here. Mm-hmm. And um, when when we roast, we can we can change that up slightly right. of, of 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 how. Starting early, hot, hotter temperature, changing the length of temperature, changing the length of time. Um, it can change up 
when acids change, when ions are perceived, when they're not, yeah. all that sort of thing. Well, that's interesting too, because you could have the same farmer providing coffee to the two different roasters and they roast it for the same amount of time, but their temperatures might be different or yep. they roast it for different times, but the same color darkness or, you know, however, it, you know, if they could essentially make two of the same coffee from mm-hmm. the same farm and it could taste different as far as even just acidity mm-hmm. or body, those things as well. But so I, you know, advice is find yourself a good roaster yeah and there's a lot of them out there and uh but some are going to keep the bad acids some are going to keep the good ones i guess the the trick is hopefully none of them try and keep the bad no i don't think they try (laughs) and do that but there's as an as a a roaster you're trying to Mm. balance it out and taste your coffees like we're talking about cupping taste them and see actually when i prolong that part there it's made my coffee much sweeter less Mm. acid which is maybe what i want or whatever. Yeah. So when we're tasting acidity or right. we're tasting acids yes. within coffee, I guess let's dig a little bit deeper into what we're actually tasting. Mm-hmm. It's like putting fruits in your mouth, like mm-hmm. lemons and grapefruit and all these different things, uh, mangoes and such. such. But it's a lot of fruit in your mouth. Uh, yes. Not, <laughs> not all at once. Not but, all at once, no. But when you taste acidity, I mean, words like sharp is going to be there. It's, it's the sharp, like, it's like you get pricked with a pin. I think like a paper cut. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like, like and that's why I go, wow. Not ow, but wow. <laughs> so if I give you a paper cut, you'll go, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, there's a, obviously, there's a, a pleasant aftertaste rather than a sour, like, this is horrible. But there's a pleasant aftertaste. You go, actually, this is Zestiness really nice. Yeah, that's zing. right. And it often is towards the front of the tongue, but there's science out there and it says it's not always the front of the tongue. It can be the sides of the tongue. Do, would you say this? Was now, that? I would like to uh, clarify this with, we do not condone licking batteries, but oh. um, and don't try this at home. But oh. if one was to grab like a nine volt battery mm-hmm. and lick it, that kind of that, that electrical zapping flavor yeah, have, right, have right. you yes um is and that kind of what we think of when you think is, of acidity you, you be, you can't go, yeah you can't go too far with that because you don't want to electrify, electrify <laughs> no. yourself right but uh, i have used that example of that wow factor of it is this this the sharp suddenly but pleasant aftertaste that goes on and a, a nine volt battery none of those little square rectangular ones that are a little different We've got the right. two positive and negative on top there and you that get, actually may be pleasant but it's an idea of what what that zing or that bright yes yeah, i do agree with you don't try that do not try it at home <laughs> uh, it's going to give you a dryness at the back of the mouth um, often that's a sign of acidity in the coffee mm. under the edges of the tongue and you know it all denotes denotes that the quality of the coffee um, mm-hmm. and that's what we're talking about with tasting acidity and if you're going to put something in a box you will you will taste the quality of that acidity, mm-hmm. and you can also put another box in, a, like a like a horizontal uh, vertical line, and say it's really intense or it's not very intense. And that's that that's that little like we showed it on the video from last week, but uh, the box from the SCA cupping sheet has oh yes. intensity versus quality, mm-hmm. um, and then I'll we'll put a picture right. And here. acidity has a, a similar sort of thing going on there. Yeah. Um, so what are the acids that we are tasting? Oh like my. The, uh, Chlorogenic acid does Ooh, that ring good. a bell? Yeah, it does ring a bell. They would shorten it down to CGA. Oh, CGI, because I you can't say chlorogenic acid three times that fast, <laughs> especially if you have to type it. Up. That's, That's right. And and I never heard of the word chlorogenic acid before. Mm. I went to some of these classes and realized what are these acids, these organic acids that I'm tasting mm-hmm. on my tongue, and and one of them, the biggest one, is the, the chlorogenic acid. It's mm. it's a biggie, and it's in fact in coffee. 
coffee has the highest rate of uh, chlorogenic acid of any plant, I believe. Wow. So it's a biggie. And the other biggie with chlorogenic acid I hadn't realized yeah. is another word that is very much associated with it, and that's the word, you ready for this? Uh-huh. Antioxidants. Uh-huh. That's like a, pomegranates. Pomegranates. If that's what <laughs> I just they think have. of them when I think of any Okay, good but, idea. And but, uh, and I've often taught, been taught that coffee has more antioxidants than a than an orange, for instance. I wow. think orange are very healthy, but here you've got this chlorogenic acid that's mostly a, a lot of it is in coffee, mm. and it's good for antioxidants. And that has a good buzz to it. You, that's oh, good. Yes, but that's be, much better than acid. Exactly. Don't have car battery acid, but you can have antioxidants. Yeah. And. Um, Okay, so chlorogenic acid, there's a lot of it in coffee. Yep, it can be a, kind of associated with antioxidants. Yep, yep. Some good stuff. And uh, and what happens is, of course, when you roast, you're heating up the coffee beans that are enlarging. And the when you bring them out, perhaps at the first crack, uh, they're going to be fairly light. And they're going to still have 50% of the chlorogenic acid, which uh-huh. has this bright, acidic perceived acidity which is a really good thing yeah which is why light roasts often get sort of termed in in the in the lemon citrusy notes if you've gone too light it can get grassy almost too sour like yeah um which as you go roast doesn't take very long we're talking about a few minutes and you get to the dark Mm. um if you get to the second crack for instance um if you go into that area you're going to uh, you're going to be down to only 20% of the so chloric acids are left. You're greatly reducing the antioxidants, the chloric acid, exactly. the CGA. Yep, that's, that's you are. You're doing that. <laughs> and there's a cool little graph that you put in here. Oh, right, yeah. Very simple graph. It, it is very a simple cool. graph, yeah. And it kind of shows acidity over time. And it, I guess is that in regards to chloric acid as well? Yes, and typically it's also, it is in, in relation to chlorogenic acid. It's also relating to most acids that mm. do... They come up and down to different parts of the roasting, but right. um, as you get to the end, as you get really dark, they are really diminishing. It's they're, they're disappearing on you. Okay, gotcha. And so we've got CGA, caloric. Oh, mate, sounds like going back to chemistry class. He doesn't. Chlorogenic, sorry, not caloric. No. <laughs> <laughs> caloric. That's a temperament thing. Yeah. Uh, so we've also got quinic acid, which yes. is produced as the CGA yes. or chlorogenic acid yep. is reducing. Yeah, as roast. that's disappearing, it breaks into two different types of acids. One of them is the quinic acid, mm. uh, which How is quaint. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and that's one of the ones we said earlier that on a hot plate, often you're getting. Quinic acid. This is your 30 minutes after it's been brewed, sitting yeah, at work for too long it, kind of acid. And it's a hot plate that is still on. Um, even my brewer, I have a good brewer for coffee, mm. it has a hot plate on it, but I never turn it on because I'm going to let it come in to the plate, into the, the container of mm-hmm. the coffee, and I'm going to get it used pretty quickly. If I'm going to hold it there for too long, I'll put yeah. it into a thermos so it doesn't carry on heating and getting quinic acid, which is can be nice, but typically can sour the whole stomach. Well, and just how do you avoid qu- quinic acid? Well, drink it when you want it. Mm-hmm. Don't make it if you're not going to drink it. Don't roast it too dark. Um, buy a slightly lighter than you had. Yeah. You can get used to these things, of course, and you think, oh, dark is the most intense. And uh, you can get used to having quinic acid. You can get used to drinking straight buttermilk, but why oh, would you okay. want to? Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so the other one that is is cit- citric and malic acid. Yeah, I put these two together because mm. they're, they're similar. Citric, we know it's sort of, oh, yeah, I know what citric acid is. 
um, and lemons, grapefruit, all those sort of things. Mm. Whereas the malic, which is similar and it's been produced and roasting, comes out and then starts to disappear on us. Right. Uh, malic acid, which is more like the the tart characteristic of a green apple, you know, that experiment I was talking about before yeah, yeah. the green, that that's what that, that that's the malic acid coming out there. And uh, both are, are being depleted during the roasting process. And hmm. uh, the darker, the more acids are broken down, which leads to actually then to a flatter, uh, a, a cut profile but you'll notice the body more mm-hmm. not because the more bodies come out it's just that the acid's gone away and oh you're left with more body distinguishable body that was there in the first place right well and i think that what's interesting is is i think we've probably mentioned it before but as as you roast it darker and darker it's kind of i think of a, a pyramid i think we've described it before but a pyramid of all coffees at the bottom and a wide variety mm-hmm. starting to enter towards one single singular taste and and flavor mm-hmm. profile as the as you go darker and darker yeah, yeah. i'm not going to talk too much about lactic acid it's another one then the um, build up in your legs when you're running you were telling me about that. I'm not Fun sure fact. how it relates to coffee, but yes. anyway. <laughs> no, I mean, if you go running and you feel lactic acid, that doesn't mean yep. that's what it, yeah, it's harder to taste, but <laughs> it's not going to be as punchy as citric and malic acid, but mm. uh, it tends to be a more textural thing. So mm. it's, it relates a little more to body than a, than acidity, but it is acidity as well. And it just deepens things body wise as well. You've Interesting. got phosphoric acid. Another one. There's only, I don't know. There's two more to go here. Phosphoric that's the one that can um, turn uh, otherwise sour tasting citrus flavors, citrus flavors into more of a, a grapefruit or mango. Interesting thing here, and to think remember these words because we're talking a lot of citrus notes here. You've got lemon, right? You've got um, orange. You've got grapefruit. You've got mango. So you've just broken citrus into four different fruits there, well, and yeah. they're distinguishable. And I think as we looked at in the tasters wheel last week. Um, there's so many things that are close to each other that, you know, might be differentiated by the amount of phosphoric acid, mm-hmm. for instance. The phosphoric, I mean, Kenya, we had a beautiful Kenya um, just a couple of days ago at work and uh, black currant, whew, it was like, which is really another close relationship to phosphoric acid is hmm. is that, that, that in Kenyan coffees. Um, and it's, it's lighter, it's more sparkling acidity. And it came out as black currant in this case, but uh, it was it was really nice. Yeah. And so after phosphoric, we have acetic acid. Acetic. Acetic, sorry. Yep. Acetic that. acid. And another one that's probably more well-known, and you're going to think of a kitchen um, acetic acid, which is vinegar. Ah, you can vinegar. Taste, if you taste a little, touch a little bit of vinegar on your tongue, that's the acetic acid, which is in coffee, another hmm. organic uh, coffee. Gotcha. It's produced uh, not as punchy again as that citric as malic. You're realizing now citric and malic has a real punch to it, and you, you yeah. notice it as such. But it, you know, it's, it contributes. It adds to a flavor to a bean hmm. and rounded, a clean tasting cup. And um, that's that's probably the uh, the acetic acid. Don't go. You don't want to go overboard with it because, as with vinegar, um, it's not very appealing. Mm. But it adds to the whole complexity of of coffee. And we've just touched on a few. Um, right. And, but Again, the point being is they make a change to your coffee. All of them. Yeah. Um, so this stepping away from, maybe not stepping completely away from coffee or from cupping, sorry. But for for the if we, if we want to have some low acidity or if we want to generalize low acidity in coffee. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm saying, ah, I'm going to the store. I'm going to pick up something. I'd like to, I'd like to hedge my bets, uh, uh, you know, with, with a low 
mm-hmm. acidic coffee. What are some tips that we can do to to at least give us a better percentage of hitting a low acidic coffee? Yeah, and as I say, there's a lot of bad press out there on what a low acidic coffee is, and mm. I think it's more to do with the chemistry of the coffee and how it was grown rather right. than... Because you may actually like acidic coffee, you, but you just don't classify it in your mind as acidic exactly. coffee. Exactly. You're thinking of the battery acid again rather compared to, to the organic uh, coffee that you perceive as really good. I mean, you'd be looking at things like uh, low elevations. It's mm. typically thought of a low elevation has lower acidity than high elevation. And that's part of how the plant's growing. Right. Um, it grows If it grows really high elevation, there's not much, so much oxygen. It's hard for it to grow. It works difficult it's longer for it to grow Hmm. and that tends to bring in a lot more um, characteristics into the bean interesting and often the acidic the organic acids in there get packed in tighter into a more highly grown uh, uh, coffee so therefore Hmm. go for a low elevation coffee like a sumatra or something other than kenya or high elevation peru or something and we had also mentioned the darker roast, the more the longer of a roast time yep. that you give it, the more you're burning off those acidic yep. notes. And, and you've got to balance the chemicals. If you go too far, you get this ashy cigar note now because you've burnt. Right. Um, and that's not what I'm talking about, a dark roast. I'm talking about something that's been balanced and gone. And an appropriate, it's an appropriately dark roast. Yeah, not, yeah that's a good way of putting not it. Not burnt or yeah. ashy. You're going to go for the replica bean rather than the robust, and that's another podcast talking about the different varieties of beans. Yeah, and then cold brew coffee, yeah, which that's is an- interesting. I've always thought that cold brew on nitro has a very extremely low mm-hmm. amount of uh, acidity to it. Yep. It can have different acidity, you know, again, getting your mind away from you know, what we think of as acid, but mm-hmm. having those bright notes. But it doesn't have that sharp zinginess a lot of times. Or just the, the cold brew in the fridge that you leave overnight and let it drip slowly through. Yep. Tends to have a lower acidity. Then there's the biggie that you can, as I mentioned before, the you, big can, whopper. you can add milk, cream, you can add all sorts of things to coffee that can actually nullify the acidic. Nullify. It's probably not a word. It's not necessarily getting rid of the acidic organics, but you just don't notice them anymore because there's other flavors taking over. There's things covering it up. Yeah. 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 So acidity starts with the plant. The plant. Mm-hmm. Coffee is a plant. This is no yep. this is no different. It's it's in that plant to begin with. All those acids we've mentioned, chlorogenic, citric, malic, phosphoric, they're all in there to start with. Right. But they're affected in the plant as it grows, as it pops out of the soil, mm. leaves come out. Uh, you've got things like two, probably the biggies would be shade and altitude, as I mentioned altitude already. Right. And that will change the levels of uh, the organic acids, the caffeine, the sugars. They all get changed mm. of just how and where the plant is growing. And I think this is this is something kind of cool. It shows how much <coughs> importance me. the farmer has in uh, in creating and growing this coffee. And I think it's cool to, to shed some light on, on how how vital the, the farmer is because there's things like shade altitude mm-hmm. the time it takes to grow all these different aspects that they're curating mm-hmm. um or having to at least think about that really affect what then the roaster can do with that bean yes and, I, and as you're saying i think that time the farmer mm. it takes all year the roaster we have 15 minutes with it and we can make a change in 15 minutes but he's got to do it all in a year and if he makes a mistake he cool. can't just roast another batch. No, you've got to plant wait for next year. It's like, yeah. oh, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. So we've got the the plant itself, also the species and variety. Oh, well, that's what we were sort of talking about that before. And again, I mean, also, I guess, with to tie in with that, different continents and different countries obviously are different terrains. Mm-hmm. So that's that's going to be that's a part of that too. as well. But you've got the robust that I was talking about that. 
typically mm. has twice uh, as much uh, quantity of the these acids between the the chlorogenic acids mm. they can be a bit you know bitter and vegetable taste as well but you know, <laughs> and part of the good thing about those is like the chlorogenic acid it's sort of a natural defense to to insects and things mm. but it doesn't taste very nice to the insect and, and it doesn't tend to taste very nice to the human as well no um, and then the last, or I guess second to last here section is is the processing yes. method. And we'll kind of, well, I will say we will glide across this because I think these are three things that are good for a another episode. Oh, sometime. people will enjoy knowing the differences of these. I'm just going to use three here. There's way more, right? Um, but they have a huge impact on on the coffee. Mm. But as we're talking about uh, organic acids, it has a huge impact on, um, or oh, a tweak, I should say. It does have an impact, but a tweak on the final acids in the cup. Mm-hmm. And so the, those three processes are washed, natural, and pulp, or pulp natural. Yes. Uh, that we're going to talk about. So the washed, how does that, how does that affect acid? As the name suggests, washed, or mm. sometimes called wet, uh, the the skin is taken off the coffee. Yeah. It's put into a tank of water, mm. and that gets uh, microbes and things start eating away at the the mucilage there, the fruity part of of the bean. Mm. So it really cleans it out nicely. But in that cleaning out, uh, it leaves high levels of acidity. Therefore, I mean, we can go into that, but right. but the wash process has an impact on how much acidity is left course depending on how much acidity was in the in the bean to start with right right and then we have our natural which is basically everything left intact on the bean. that's right dry. the skin's not taken off it's left there and the, the mucilage is there and all that's as the sun comes out it's like an incubator and it that juices go into the bean and that mm. lessens the acidity of the coffee generally, generally generally and then the last is the the pulp natural pulp which is right in the middle mm. they take the skin off but they don't take the mucilage off <laughs> and put it on beds and they turn it over and there's different colors we'll talk about that one day yeah and that's so acidity and that that changes by how long you leave it out in the sun um, mm. and, and that would there. be kind of we'd place that right in the middle between the the the, the wash washed. and the natural we yes. put the pulp natural kind of right in the middle there as far as acidity yeah. levels washed wet dr- and the the natural commonly called dry because there's mm. not, not so much water used in it right in the and then you know the brewing method that can also affect the acidity that we're getting kind of like we talked about last week with body you know mm-hmm. different filter types those things can yep. take out yep. oils or not um brewing is also going to affect the way that that uh, the coffee tastes on on an acidic level as well. That's right. It's part of that that word we've used many times already: extraction mm-hmm. of how long the water takes to get through the coffee. Right, uh, and that has an impact on the acidity of the coffee. And uh, you can look at the the balance of acidity. You can look at the perceived strength and, and dilution. You can look at mm. the sweetness, how much sweetness is left in the coffee. And that all impacts the acidity of the coffee. Like we see the cold brew, you leave it for a long time mm-hmm. and it's got less acidity. Right. And then one thing that you can help or that can help in identifying it. And, and I think further, further putting the definition of acidity in its rightful place and not thinking about you know battery acid or yes. something that's that's, Could, that's different to that would be to calibrate your palate ah uh, yes you can you can start learning of what these uh, organic acids what they taste like and then mm-hmm. you can then extrapolate that to i taste that in my coffee you won't taste it all right and you can just teach yourself actually this is a good acid and mm-hmm. this is a pleasant acid this is a more tart and this is a more sour whatever it may be but i like this in my how it reacts in my coffee i like that flavor right 
And I would suggest doing something simple, like we're talking about the apples before. Here I'm talking about get some lemon juice. You Mm -hmm. can get that from the grocer. That's citric acid. Mm -hmm. So simple. Get some green apple juice, some unsweetened green apple juice, the malic acid. You can get some brown vinegar. That's the acetic acid. Mm -hmm. And uh, put them into uh, glasses of water. You can even do variations of how much water you put to dilute it. Try different dilutions. Taste it and... Taste it and you'll see that uh, these taste different and then think, think, <laughs> what do they taste like? Right. Then you can add some sugar into it and say, I'm dilu- I'm changing the, the chemical composition here. And what does that do to my my lemon juice as such? Right. And you start getting a dictionary of, ah, oh, now when I taste this coffee, when they say lemon on the notes on the coffee bag or whatever it is, yeah, they're right. I do taste lemons. We tasted some the other day, and I tasted two of the notes. Mm. The third one on the the packet, I couldn't taste it at all. Hmm. Maybe reasons why I didn't taste it, just with the age, whatever, the way I brewed it, badly, goodly, whatever. <laughs> but uh, that's why we put notes on those on packets because because it gives you a little feeling for this is a a, a lemony citrus note. I'm not meaning mm-hmm. that to be in a bad way, but uh, you you make just gives you a feeling. I like citrusy coffees when I had that lemon juice at home or water I quite like that Mm -hmm. you can get that in coffee yes you can exactly and I think that that's those are important things to to expand your palate like we talked about in the tasting wheel last week and Mm -hmm. understanding those things it kind of falls in with the lexicon as well there's you know that's a great way to learn what things you're going to taste for those different flavors like lemon and stuff like that and we've said it before that lexicon that you can get online for free Mm -hmm. it tells you how to that lemon note tells you what to go what where to go and buy um and so you can get sort of specific on a lemon taste compared to an orange taste right yeah and i think that those you know all of that it's a, that's a lot there but that's that's you know probably only scratching the surface it of really does yeah but it's a it's a hugely important thing just like body the combination of body acidity all the <coughs> all the other aspects of coffee again mm-hmm. there's 850 different mm-hmm. things that are working and, and at work there to make it taste different and and in hopefully the way you like it yeah yeah um but i think it's an important thing to come to to understand even if you're not a fan of acidity i think it's important to understand it and to to be able to identify it and it, i think it's going to help you as, as especially as a cupper as a cupping <coughs> excuse me to better identify what's in your cup and, and grade the quality of that and mm. I expect people now, when you drink your coffee, you've, we talked about body. Mm. I'm hoping to hear comments now on this coffee is lively. This yeah. coffee is delicate. This has sparkle. It's whiny. It's sweet. Right. It's snappy. It's effereference. You can, there's a lot of words we can use to describe acidity. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start realizing, I need to use some of those words. Yeah. So that's our episode on acidity. And thanks again for joining us for making it this far. And we look forward to uh, joining you again next week. Thanks so much.